It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join right now for week nine. And the best part is you get to play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites, on all the DFS sites. Because you're always trying to figure out, okay, where should I start this guy and the value and I don't have enough money to do all that stuff. It doesn't happen on draft. You get a selection of every premium player. You just got to be the smartest one in the room. It's a six-player snake draft, so you get in, you get out. Tournaments start from $1 to $1,000 to everything in between. Three-person drafts, six-person drafts, on and on. The options are limitless. And all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. All you have to use is promo code BGNR. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using promo code BGNR. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN radio listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. Welcome into a What Kind of Voodoo Magic is Howie Roseman into episode of the Counterpoint Podcast brought to you by BGN Radio and BGNRadio.com. I'm your host, Jack Fritz, as always, and oh my God, Howie did it again. I want to know exactly what Howie Roseman did while he was away because he has come back and has transformed into one of the best GMs in all of football. 
one of the best teams in all of football, and we, I feel completely confident in saying that at this point and going forward because I trust them. I trust Howie Roseman. I've been a Howie Roseman truther for years. I always thought he was a, a genius with the cap, a genius with trades, as we've seen again today. Um, and he really just needed to develop that personnel side. And guess what? He brought in Joe Douglas to take care of all of that. The Eagles front office situation right now is is it's going too well. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. It's going too well. I mean, Joe Douglas has come in and, and been a, a like the, the draft was was pretty good. I don't think it was like a, a knock it out of the park draft, but I mean Barnett first round, you get an awesome value in Sidney Jones. You you get Timmy Jernigan, which which that was a Joe Douglas move hundred percent, and look how that's worked out. Uh Donald Pumphrey didn't work out, obviously, but Rasul Douglas um, it's it was it was a pretty good draft, and the and the the free agents they've brought in have all worked out. Patrick Robinson, one million dollars. Legarrette Blunt, one point five million. They they're they're identifying elite talent, not elite talent. They're they're identifying good talent and bringing it in and helping this football team. And I just think that they have rebuilt this whole locker room. They've rebuilt the front office. They found their quarterback. And they're, fi- they're, they're firing on all cylinders. Culture, the, the one thing I completely agree with with Chip was that culture was important in football. Now, now he, he took everything to the extreme, but I think culture is ridiculously important. And you look at the Cubs, and the Cubs, when they were going through their, their rebuild, when they were losing 100 games or whatever, um, they were looking for players to come in and build a winning culture around. They, they, they would use analytics and numbers and whatnot to find talent, but that person had to check off certain things if they wanted to be a member of the Cubs. And I think the Eagles are sort of doing the same thing. You look at Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey is a top 15 receiver in this league, and I feel really confident in saying that. Alshon Jeffrey is a good player, but guess what? He hasn't acted like a diva at all this year, even though his numbers are down and he's on a one-year contract because they're winning. They've brought in guys that value winning, and they've paid guys that have valued winning. And that is, that is what you want. When Chip was here... Their front off, their their locker room situation was bad. You had players worried about getting traded every single day or getting released if they did one little thing wrong. Those days are gone. They rebuilt and and now they, they did have to overpay. They had to overpay for Vinny Curry, Zach Ertz, but they overpaid for a core that they wanted to stay together and wanted to keep together to rebuild the Eagles. I've said this many times. The Eagles are back. The Eagles are back. Not the team that occupied one Novacare way for the last not eight years, the Eagles are back. They're back with their culture. They're back with their front office, and they're back with that quarterback. I can't say it enough, but that quarterback just gives you a chance to win every week. And let's talk about J.H.I.E. because J.H.I.E. is the perfect complement to this offense. I like LeGarrette Blunt, but LeGarrette Blunt's always been at his best as a change of pace, bruising back. Now you got J.H.I.E. in here? Oh, and LeGarrette Blount also can't block to save his life. And neither can Wendell Smallwood. I mean, Wendell Smallwood has improved in his blocking, but he's not even in the same stratosphere as Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi is a legit good uh, a passing, a pass protection back, and he can help in that, in that situation, especially with losing Jason Peters and how that offensive line looked on Sunday. Sheesh. I mean, it was really bad for about a half, and then they sort of adjusted. And honestly, that's going to happen. You lose a Hall of Fame Jason Peters, Hall of Fame talent, Jason Peters, who you can just rely to be there on that left side. Uh, you know, he, he kind of was freelancing out there, and, and, and you can just trust him on that island to, to do his thing. 
and you, you have to work in a new guy now on Vitae, and that was always going to take a little bit to gel. I'm not going to overreact to the offensive line. But the one thing was if they got into the backfield, they had no one to, to, to block on blitz situations because Blunt can't do it, and Smallwood wasn't great at it. Clement's not great at it. Ajayi can do that, and I think that's an underrated part of this trade. Also, Ajayi's a good receiving back out of the backfield. The one thing the Eagles haven't been able to do this year is hit on screens. Now with Jay Ajayi, they should be able to do that. Oh, and by the way, he runs ferociously. Uh, Jay Ajayi is, a, is an aggressive running back. And yes, he had some knee trouble in college, and that's why he, he fell to the fifth round, but I'm going to call this right now. This is going to be the Darren Sproles trade 2.0. This is going to be the Darren Sproles trade 2.0, where we look back and like, they gave up Jay Ajayi for a fourth round pick? Oh, and another genius of Howie Roseman. How could I forget? This is all from the Bradford trade. Howie traded Sam Bradford and got a first and a fourth round pick back. The first round pick turned into Derek Barnett. The fourth round pick turned into Jay Jayi. Look at that. I I understand Jay Jayi was a, was a fifth round pick, but getting a sure thing like him for a fourth round pick, you just weren't going to get that. Sure, you could have taken a shot on a fourth round pick and he could turn into being a better player than Jay Jayi. But I'd rather take the sure thing and knowing that this guy is is already a, a Pro Bowl talent. You want to know why he's a Pro Bowl talent? Because he went to the Pro Bowl last year. He's fifth in yards since 2016. Sure, he's gained a lot of yards in in in, 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 in a short amount of games. I know he has like six games of over 100 yards, and everything else has been kind of mediocre. He's doing that in Miami, okay, with that offensive line. Now you could take your two and a half yards per carry and shove it because guess what? He's coming to Philadelphia behind this offensive line. And they're not going to rely on him the way, same way they would there. They relied on him a lot with Ryan Tannehill, who was garbage. Jay Cutler, who was garbage. Matt Moore, who is garbage. They're all garbage. Now he's coming to an MVP candidate in Carson Wentz to go along with the the, the weapons on the outside, Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey. It's, it's going to be unstoppable. And you put him behind that offensive line, which, I mean, losing Jason Peters hurts, but Still a really good unit. I'll I'll take him over over a lot of a lot of units out there. I mean, have you seen some of the offensive line play around this league? Jay Jai, and obviously the one concern is you don't want to bring in a in a bad egg into a, into a into a, a team that's gelling and and all seem to love each other, and you worry about the running back group. But I think they I think this this locker room wants to win, and I think when they see a talent like a Jai come in here. They're gonna embrace him, and if he has any culture problems, if if he was, if it's true that he was really like yelling at his, yelling at his offensive coaches down there in Miami, that's gonna get fixed real quick here. I mean, Lane Johnson, Malcolm Jenkins, Jason Peters. I don't care if he's hurt; he still has a bunch of respect. Carson Wentz is gonna whip him, whip him into shape. Torrey Smith. Uh, there's enough leadership on this team to where I don't think that's gonna be a, a problem. At all, and I think you're only gonna get the best out of out of out of Jay Ajayi. Just I, all credit in the world, to How, all credit in the world to Howie Roseman. Uh, I think you know if 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 and Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas probably likes Jay Ajayi as well. Those two have 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 been special for this team, and they need to keep Joe Douglas around as long as possible because he is the the Robin to Howie Roseman's Batman. He's taking care of the personnel side, which is great. I'll take it. I mean, Howie was never the best personnel guy. Howie's always as best with with seeing what trades to make and and figuring out the cap. Now they've made they've their their trades have been unbelievable the last the last ever since Howie came back. And I just want to know I want to know what he did on that year off. Did he, did he go to see a Buddhist monk? 
Did he find Jesus? What did Howie Roseman do? I think it's a legit question. And if the, if he's if he's not asked that at one thirty, I think it's a failure on all the reporters there. What did he do? Because it's unbelievable <laughs> what what this guy has done since coming back. I can't think of a move that hasn't worked out. I mean, Howie is just he's back. And I can't I'm I'm very happy that he didn't go away while they were gone. All right, so let's get into the game on Sunday. I mean, it, I can't believe a trade is overshadowed uh, a, a blowout win for the Eagles. And, you know, I, I saw some Cowboys fans on Twitter being like, oh, when when the Cowboys blow out the 49ers, it's like, oh, well, they're only the 49ers. And when the Eagles blow out the 49ers, it's like, oh, my God, the Eagles are amazing. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true one bit. I think the Eagles fans were were sort of down on that performance on Sunday. Obviously, the, the defense was fantastic, but... The the offense, it's okay if we if we criticize Carson Wentz. I mean, it, I feel fine criticizing him now that he's an MVP candidate and a legit franchise quarterback because I don't have those same concerns I had a year ago where it's like, you know, if he's not the guy, I always thought he was the guy, but it was just like he it, he's clearly taking that step forward and we can we can openly criticize him. I mean, Wentz didn't play great on Sunday. He missed Alshon. I mean, he's costing Alshon some money this year. He just is. Uh, Alshon should have three more touchdowns and at least 100 more yards, but uh, I think that's only going to come with timing. I mean, it's hard to Wentz, one thing that Wentz has never been great at is throwing guys open. Now he threw open uh, Matt Collins on Sunday, which was great. I'd love to see that. He's been throwing open Zach Ertz, but for the most part of his career, he's been waiting for guys to get open and then delivering the ball to them. Uh, And when you add in a receiver like Alshon, who's never been great at really getting separation, you have to kind of trust him, and I think Wentz is only developing more and more trust in him, and I expect uh, Alshon to figure uh, finish out this year supremely strong. Um, but he just he wasn't great on Sunday, and I think if the, if it wasn't raining out, and maybe Hugh Jackson was on to something, maybe Wentz can't throw the ball in the rain. Just kidding, Hugh Jackson's on to nothing. He's going to get fired very soon. <laughs> um, um, it was wet. It wasn't great playing conditions, and if it was if it was perfect conditions, he delivers a lot of those balls. He throws, he he hits on Selleck on a crossing pattern. It it works. I'm not I'm not even remotely down on Carson. I think it was wet, poor conditions, playing with a new offensive line ish, and, and they're going to be solved this weekend when the Denver Broncos come into town. But here's some other things that I saw. Uh, I know we all hate Vinny Curry. Hates a strong. We 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 didn't like Vinny Curry at all last year, but this year he's playing well. I'll tell you what. Of all the celebrations, his is the most swaggy. I love Vinny Curry's celebration. It's something. It's just like, it's like, it's it's the ultimate like mood, like mood, just just fooled on you. I love it. I love Vinny Curry's Vinny Curry celebration. Free Vinny Curry. Those takes are back. Free <laughs> free Vinny Curry. Um, I think his 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 celebrations get me so hyped, uh, more than any other players. Now now one one problem I do have in the celebration categories. Well, let's just talk about celebrations for a second. The 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 home run celebrations and the baseball celebrations are phenomenal, and it shows the camaraderie of this team. I love it. I love every second of those celebrations because it's like, oh, we hit on a bomb. That's baseball. We just hit a bomb. We just hit a home run. Let's all come together as our collective unit and perform and be fun together. And I love that. That's the that's the culture of this team. I'm talking about culture wins. <laughs> culture beats scheme. Everyone knows that. Love it. And I don't, they're going to run out of ideas because there's really not much you can do. But for now, they're fantastic. The one celebration I didn't like, I don't know if many of you caught it, but I, damn well sure I caught it. Fletcher Cox brought, brought back the air guitar. We don't do air guitars anymore, Fletcher. I don't, 
you might not listen to this podcast. You might, though, and you should, but we're all out on Donovan. Donovan's done, and we don't want to see the air guitar brought back out ever again. So if you could just do that for me, for Fletch, just no more air guitar. Air guitars are done. Air guitars are done because Donovan ruined that as well, along with everything else. We got to talk about Mike Trout. I don't know how to feel about this because on one hand, these guys love Mike Trout. I love Mike Trout. All of Philadelphia loves Mike Trout. And Mike Trout, I swear to God, he is going to be a a Philly. It's a stone cold lock. I am so comfortable saying that. I haven't been sure of many things in my life, but I am 100% sure that Mike Trout is going to be a Philadelphia Philly at some time in his career. He just loves it. He absolutely loves it here. He comes to every single Eagles game. But, like, do we have to give him every touchdown ball or at least the one a game? Like, there's there's other people who can get a football. Like, Mike Trout's got enough going for him to where he doesn't need to have that football every single game. You know, just let someone else have it. I know your friends, and I know you're trying to show him the Philly love and show him what he's missing by not being here. But, like, come on. There's probably a kid out there that really could use that football. Mike Trout's got like 800 footballs from this team. I don't know. But at the same time, maybe their superstitions are to give Mike Trout the football. And if that's the case, keep doing it. Because as you well know, I'm very superstitious. And the spot was was just, it was back this week. I had to do more work than usual on, on game days here. I had to run the board. Uh, and for most of the first quarter, I was kind of sitting down. I was fluctuating between the spot and, and, and having to run the board. So I was closer to... I was I just wasn't in the spot, but I made a conscious decision that I need to step away from the board and get into the spot around the second and third quarter, and then just stayed there. Uh, during that time, we had the Ertz touchdown, we had the the Jalen Mills return. Jalen Mills return, I was directly in the spot. It was uh, there's there's a direct correlation between me being in the spot and that touchdown. There's 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 just no doubt in my mind that that that's the case. Um, I was definitely a little bit worried because I did get new shoes last week and. I didn't even think about it when I walked outside the door that I'm wearing new shoes. They were good in those old shoes. But I think the key really is not wearing Eagles gear. Not wearing Eagles gear, being in the spot. And I didn't text my friend this week saying they're going to lose. I was supremely confident we were winning that football game. So maybe against good opponents, I got to be worried. But I didn't need to send that text. I didn't feel the urge to send the text that they're going to lose because I never, ever doubted them. Fully believed in them. So the spot was back. The not wearing Eagles gear is back. Superstitions are good. Uh, I if, I love getting all the superstitions from you guys throughout the week. I think it's hilarious. Uh, James Westfall with the <laughs> he hasn't washed his or his son's jersey since they lost in Kansas City, so he says it smells bad. I love that kind of stuff. Listen, do what you got to do. Smell like crap. It doesn't matter. The Eagles are winning. Do whatever superstition you need to do. Wear that thing. Take it to the extremes. John Barchard wears the same black shirt every week. You know what? The Eagles are 7-1 and one in that shirt. You're not changing that for the world. The hashtag 100 take of the week goes to our friend Matt Lombardo. And since I since I ripped both Matt Lombardo and Elliot Shore Parks, they've been slightly better. You know, the, the Lombardo-Penn State stuff is just borderline creepy. Um, it's really, really annoying. But Elliot, Elliot's been very good since, since, since the call-out on the CounterPoint podcast. I'll give him that. He's, he's had smart, not crazy takes. Which is, it's, it's important the evolution of your craft, Elliot. It's important to grow as a writer and not rely on the hot takes to get the clicks. And that's all I got to say. I'm very proud of you, Elliot. Good job these last couple of weeks. 
But Lombardo. So Lombardo comes out, right? And he he says that definitively that the Eagles would the 2004 Eagles would be 13 and a half point favorites over this current Eagles team, which is just such bullshit. And it shows a clear lack of understanding of how Vegas works, how setting the lines work. Um, he's like bringing up playoff stats, how they won two playoff games that year by 17 and 13. Like that matters at all. <laughs> you show me the time when a seven and one team was a, th- a two touchdown dog. Just show me the one time in any time in history that the <laughs> that a seven and one team would be a two touchdown dog. Like we're talking about the 2004 Eagles. And I love the 2004 Eagles, but it's not like we're talking about a Super Bowl juggernaut, right? I mean, we're talking about the 2004 Eagles that lost in the Super Bowl. They wouldn't have. They would have been at most five and a half point dogs over this Eagles team, or five and a half point favorites over this Eagles team. And like, I think the 2004 Eagles team was better than this team, but I'll take this quarterback over that quarterback. I'll take a lot of members of this defense over that defense. I'll take B. West and T.O. any day of the week and, and twice on Sunday. But I don't think it's as crazy as a lot of people are saying. I think this Eagles team is really, really good. I think they're the most complete team in the NFL. They have the quarterback. They have the offensive line. They have the receivers. They now have the running back. They have the corners, which is relied, which is you know a, a direct correlation between them and the, and the line play. The defensive line is fantastic. The one major concern of this team is linebacker. Um, but I think overall they're the most complete team in the NFL. They have the defense. They have the quarterback. They have the coach. Wow, can't believe I'm saying it. They have the coach. Um, they are the most complete team in the NFL. Uh, anyway, so so the take of the week is the 13.5-point favorites over this team. That is complete bullshit. You know it's complete bullshit, and I don't understand how you could really defend it because it's just unequivocally wrong. Now, the Eagles, the 2004 Eagles could win by 14. Sure, but that's not how you set lines at all. So, once again, welcome back to the Hashtag 100. Take of the week, Matt Lombardo. All right, let's get into what's the line saying. So, uh, spot on last week per usual. You guys just keep doubting me. I'm just going to keep performing, keep my head down, stay humble. <laughs> um, so, last week I said that they were going to blow out the 49ers. Wasn't concerned about that 14.5 point spread or whatever. Ended up, I think it ended up a game time around like 13. Um, it stayed a big spread, and, and the Sharps were on the Eagles. That's fine. I feel similar similarly about this week. Uh, seven and a half points is a is a good home line. It's a it's a stone Eagles line, in my opinion. If you watched that game last night, like how do you have any confidence that that the Broncos are going to come in here and win? I mean, Trevor Simeon, or if they start, pa- please God, start Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch would get eaten alive by this defensive line. They're not going to be able to move this ball, move the ball in the Eagles' defense, not at all. Like, are they going to be able to get the 20 points? That's a legit question. I think the I man, obviously, the Eagles can. They've they've scored 20 points in in every game so far this season. Seven and a half does not scare me. I think it comes out big enough to where public betters are gonna are gonna be putting money on Denver, and it's gonna be a pretty even split on the bet on the public bet. And I, and I will take that if, as long as it's not fishy. I'm pretty pretty confident in my team. Seven and a half, it may seem a little big, but I think it's big enough to where the public is going to take the Broncos because they still have that. I feel like Vegas hasn't really adjusted the lines in the Broncos in la- in the last year, ever since the Super Bowl team. I think their defense is good. I don't think it's unbelievably good, 
Uh, I think Von Miller is obviously going to be a huge problem. I would hope that they would move him over to Vitae's side, but I'm not sure. He mostly stays on Lane Johnson's side. Um, but, like, 7.5 does not scare me. And especially against that quarterback. Uh, and it should be pretty good weather here in Philadelphia. So, not worried about the line one bit. I think the Eagles win by... I, I really have a good feeling. Like, I think it's going to be a 30-14 to 14 win for the Eagles. I really do. I can't believe I'm saying that. But... I just trust this team. Last week would have been the trap game. It was a classic trap game. You have Denver coming in the week after. You're you're, you're coming off a, an emotional win against the Redskins. It was a natural letdown spot. And once again, this quarterback, the culture of this team, this defense, they didn't let it happen. The, the, the offense wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. But that defense picked up their teammates and won a ball game for the Eagles. We, do, we no longer have to have to worry about trap games with this team, and I feel really confident in saying that, and we can also win on the road in any stadium with this quarterback. What a time to be alive. And we have Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas in our front office making the personnel decisions, making these trades, making these cap decisions. I mean, I know the Eagles don't have a second or third round pick heading into the draft next year, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I think, I think they'll find a way to get it done. I think they find a way to get everything done. I th- it's all... It's all too good right now. It feels too good to be true. But that's going to do it for the Counterpoint Podcast on BGN Radio at BGNRadio.com. And I'll be back. Hey, listen, listen. This is-